This is Self-Care U with Scott, and on today's show we have an amazing community partner. But first, have you ever heard of the expression, a diamond in the rough? Ask yourself, do you ever have that diamond in the rough store that you go to, or that hole in the wall restaurant that you love? That is exactly what Mary has created with the Living Room Community Art Studio. One of the busiest intersections in Oshawa is John Street and Simcoe. And at any time of day, you can see people from all different walks of life. Yes, some of them are rough around the edges, And yes, there are some interesting events that take place, but this is a great neighborhood, and I know this because I grew up in it. The living room is just south of Cornerstone Men's Shelter and should be considered a diamond in the rough. The living room offers safe and engaging opportunities for community members to make and share art for free, all in the service of promoting community development and individual well-being. So now do you see the diamond in the rough? Mary and her team created an atmosphere where people could express themselves. The living room calculated over 12,000 visits last year. We're talking about 30 plus people a day. And then there was COVID, which forced the doors to shut. But one thing's for sure, there's no stopping Mary and her team. Today we're going to have a chat with Mary about how she changed her method of engaging our community through art virtually. An actor, social arts practitioner, and a professional trained art therapist, Mary has been providing online programming for our community, proving that no pandemic is going to stop her passion for community outreach. This is Self Care U, and we're about to level up with Mary from the Living Room Community Art Studio. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Self-Care You. And on today's episode, we have Mary Cronert from the Living Room Community Art Studio in downtown Oshawa. And I thought I would just start out by reading the mission statement that they have. And it is powerful. So here it is. The Living Room Community Art Studio's mission is to promote positive self-identities, strengthen and build relationships, and inspire community-driven action through providing an inclusive non-judgmental space for meaningful, creative social interaction to occur. I'm excited for this conversation today, so let's get into it with Mary Cronert from the Living Room Community Art Studio. So today we're having a conversation with an amazing community partner, Mary Cronert from the Living Room Community Art Studio. Mary, how are we today? You know what? I'm doing okay. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I have to say, Mary, right off the start, thank you for all the great work that you're doing in my community. This is a community that I grew up in, and I really appreciate everything that you're doing. Oh, that's so great to hear. Those that definitely know Mary know about her passion for community outreach and the arts. And I would love if you could tell us about the concept for the Living Room Community Arts Studio. Hmm. Well, in a nutshell... In an allergy-free nutshell? Let me try. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're part of something called the Art Hive Movement, like a beehive, but uh, instead of honey, we're all about making and sharing art. So that's where we come from. That's where the Living Room Project comes from. And the Art Hive Movement is all about creating places and spaces and opportunities where people can come together to create and share art for free or very low cost. We're trying to reduce as many barriers as possible to people getting out there and connecting with or perhaps rediscovering their creative, their unique and powerful creative voice. Yeah, Yeah. and it's definitely time where we need to have that outlet, right? Absolutely. 
going through a pandemic, we've been, you know, through lockdowns, we've been through stressors at work, if whether, whether we're getting laid off or, you mm. know, things that's happening in, in your area or in your families, and we need the ability to express how we feel. Now, I know that with COVID going on, obviously, you had to adjust your plans to uh, the Living Room Community Art Studio. What did that look like? Oh, wow. Well, we, for the folks who might know us out there who might be familiar with what the living room was, we used to have this lovely storefront studio space at 149 Simcoe Street South. So, so right in the neighborhood that you're talking about, yep. I loved it. It's such a rich and exciting neighborhood, never a dull day. And it just allowed us to be really present with folks as folks were walking by down the street. They could drop in, make some art with us, have a cup of coffee, chat, learn about something creative, learn perhaps something about themselves. But once the pandemic hit, we we realized that we couldn't do that anymore. And it just wasn't because there were ways for us to adapt, like every other business, every other small business is trying to do, limit participants, you know, only five people in the studio at a time, for example, or one person per table. But for us, we just knew that that would kind of, it would be the opposite of what we were trying to do. It was a very difficult decision, but we decided to redirect our resources, not only our financial resources that we had available, but also our human resources to shifting and kind of pivoting so that we could provide like new opportunities for people to connect during the pandemic that were safe, that were manageable. And it means, unfortunately, that right now in this time, we're not able to connect with as many people as possible. There are a lot of amazing folks out there who perhaps don't have Wi-Fi, who don't have internet access, right, who aren't yeah. you know, able to listen to podcasts or watch live streams. But we're hoping to connect with them again soon. But for now, what we're doing is we're doing everything we possibly can online to reach out, remind people that we're still here and that they're not alone and that they can still create and connect with us. It just looks a little different right now. Well, I could definitely understand where you're coming from. Self-care use about positive reinforcement or at least the opportunity mm. in a tough setting. So we truly believe that when you're dealt a bad card, for lack of a better term, there's an opportunity mm -hmm. for you. And I think that the great thing about the Living Room Community Art Studio is that I used to travel past that storefront all the time. That's the community I grew up in, and mm -hmm. I definitely see it now. I still live in this area, and I used to always think, wow, what a great thing. It seems like they have an open-door concept, right? Oh, and yeah. I think, you know, listening to you tell me about how you tried to pivot so that you could get more people activated versus, you know, five people. Not that, you know, five people is great because we know that impact takes one person, right? That's really all it is. But I'm really interested to kind of see what kind of programs then you're offering with your staffing and, and those that are volunteers and what you're offering the community virtually, I guess. As difficult as these times are, and you're right, these are strange times, they're uncertain times, and it's yeah. so easy for folks to feel alone and isolated when we're not seeing one another. One of the things I've learned from this pandemic is how how much I kind of took people for granted and not right. just seeing people and being, you know, in the same space and hugging or shaking hands, but there's a shorthand in communication yeah. that we experience when we're seeing one another that we miss when we're not. And and I think this time has taught me, it's taught me to step back, reflect, and be a little bit more curious than perhaps I was before about who people are, what their lives are like, where they're at, what it's like to be them, right? And I think it, I've always believed that if we spend a little bit more time focusing on that, perhaps you know, the communities, you know, we develop, we 
create new connections with one another. We can take care of ourselves a little more effectively. All of these wonderful things happen. So a lot of the programming we're doing now is focusing on what can we do to bring other voices online? What can we do to reach as many people as possible in the way that they're comfortable being reached? Because right. we do have some Zoom programming. Like we have every Tuesday night, we have wellness workshops. Okay. They're kind of like art therapy oriented kind of like relaxation sessions where you can tune into a Zoom and work with someone who is an artist, but also a social service worker or an art therapist, and just right. kind of hang out and create in a really supportive, gentle, kind environment. And then we do other things like the live streams. So uh, Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. till 3.30 p.m., I'm there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm talking to the community, whether, you know, anyone's joining me or not. And yeah. <laughs> you can tune in on Facebook and watch and make art with me or chat with me or other people from the community as well. But it's it's kind of nice because they don't have to be seen. So you can be in your pajamas. You can be, you know, sitting on your floor or at your coffee table or doing whatever. And you don't, like Zoom requires a kind of, like at least you have to have, you know, people are going to be looking at you. So there's that right. kind of awareness, right? With the live streams, that doesn't have to be there. You can just hang out and chat, and listen. You don't even have to interact if you don't want to. Recently, we've received a grant from the Ontario Trillium Foundation that has allowed us to even expand some of that programming. So we're also doing live streams on Thursday nights at 7. Okay. And well, this is where we invite guests, you know, perhaps new faces or old, old friends from the studio to come in and do their own thing with the community. So it's not just me all the time. Yeah, that's pretty awesome because I remember the first introduction I had to the living room community art studio was a video I watched of a gentleman that was using your services pre-pandemic to cope with his condition. He had a motorcycle accident and I could oh, definitely yeah. see how he was using some of these to calm himself. And, and I imagine that this gentleman or others find this so valuable to hear from other people or just, you know, have a little bit of a sense of relief, something that you can go to because I don't think we've had this conversation, but so, you know, a lot of our listeners know by now, cause I've said it about a thousand times, but I, co <laughs> I coach basketball in this community and it's an outlet of mine. I enjoy it. I love being around the players and, you know, promoting youth to do better things with themselves and really push their levels. And I think it's the same type of thing. I don't get to go to the gym and I mm -hmm. miss that. I think that there's people that are really looking for this outlet. And I think good on you for, you know, helping people have the ability to, virtually go through this pandemic and release that frustrations or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. I, and I, you know what? Uh, kudos to you and all the other sports folks out there, because I realize these days, oh my gosh, like when you were, when you talk to Warren, for example, there yeah. are certain things that can only happen when you're together, you know, sharing space or sharing a court, for example, right? That yeah. physical presence is so important. And I know, at least I like to imagine that more more than ever before, we like we are treasuring that. And when we can come together again for those activities, holy moly, watch out. It's going to be so joyous, right? Yeah, it's been so crazy too, because especially with the guys that I coach. So I started coaching them at the age of 12 years old and watching them wow. go into high school now. And they're going to compete to play basketball. And, you know, now we're separated from each other and we can't necessarily be the group of guys that we always were, you know, helping and promoting and I'm always a positive type of coach. Mm -hmm. So I was always giving them that motivation to do the next thing, whatever it is. And I just don't, I hope they're getting it. You know what I mean? It's just really, really tough. And, and I'm so glad that someone at least is providing an outlet for somebody to, 
you know, release any type of frustration they might have. Art comes in many different forms. I truly find myself creative playing guitar or any type of music. I just really, really love it. And wonderful. I think I'm interested to hear about your passion for art and where it came from. Hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds, it, it's very similar, I think, to a lot of other things that people do. Like I imagine, like for someone who adores sport, for example, sports wasn't so much my thing growing up. I right. was a little more introverted. There weren't a lot of opportunities available, you know, where I lived and in the school for, you know, folks like me to get involved in stuff like that. So I naturally just found myself, you know, doing kind of creative escapist things. It wasn't always about creating art to share okay. with people. At yeah. first, the first love for me with regards to art is reading. That I think saved my life in so many ways. If I if I didn't know how to read, I don't know what I'd do because that allowed me to escape into other worlds, to imagine myself as characters in the books I was reading. That was the entry point to me, right? right? And I know for a lot of young people these days, it may not be books, maybe it's video games, maybe it's graphic novels or comic books. There's so many ways to, you know, imagine yourself in in someone else's shoes to imagine worlds that you can move within. I needed that. I needed to be able to see another kind of reality that I felt comfortable in, that I felt perhaps empowered in. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. I think, you know, I'm a sports guy. Everyone who knows me knows uh, about Scott and playing basketball and being a sports guy, but I have this love for art when, mm -hmm. with music. You know, I've been a guitar player for my whole life. I just really, really enjoy it. And when it comes to reading, my mom is a big reader. She said that's exact same thing, that she's able to go to a different spot. She's able to kind of just relax and, and yeah. get, you know, fall into the book, I guess, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And I would suggest that music does the same thing because after mm -hmm. reading, after reading, I mean, music started doing the same thing for me and learning about just different voices and different experiences, things that as a kid, I maybe, you know, would how would I know about those things if not for reading books or listening to music? And then down the road, I realized there are things like movies. And I yeah. grew up in a really conservative religious household and we didn't go to see movies. I watched El Wee Yost on Saturday night at the movies. So I was watching movies, but you right. were always, you know, 40 years old, you know, the movies yeah. I was watching, no <laughs> one watched anymore. Yeah. Um, you had to find your place to escape. You had to find your place to, to imagine yourself and, through books, through music, I was able to do that. And and then this other part, this other process started creeping in too. And, and I think I think it had to do with that, that capacity to imagine myself like that magical what if. In the art world, we hear that a lot, that what if? And yeah. I think it's a great question for anyone. You don't have to be an artist to ask this question. What if things were different? Or what if, you know, I tried that instead of this? I started kind of putting myself in the place of the characters in the books and reading the parts out loud as if, you know, I was them. And that led to acting. You know, I didn't realize it at first and it took me a long time to find out that that was in fact one of the things that I was right. and definitely wasn't a part of my childhood. No one encouraged me to be an actor, but I discovered that that's what I really, like that was a huge passion for me. And all the processes that go into understanding a character and like, well, why did they do that? And why are they... How are they living the way they're living? And why are they, you know, why are they villains? Why are they heroes? Why are they, you know, why do they do the things they do? All the, that questioning just helped me understand them. But as I was understanding the characters I was playing or wanting to play, I began to learn more about myself as well. Understand why I did the things in my life that I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, very much so. I got this 
word that stuck in my head the whole time that you told me that it was evolution. Like you evolved over time to just exploring and, and finding new ways of, you know, finding yourself. I want to share this great story that I have with a colleague of mine. Uh, we had this conversation about her husband. He's a great uh, woodworker and always got categorized as that, a woodworker. Mm. And he will tell you, no, he actually thinks that it's an art form. He carves absolutely, wood and he makes beautiful sculptures that may not be popular or as popular as they used to be, but he finds it as an, an artistic release. And it's true. He's evolved over time and, and built himself into being so good at his craft that he now finds it as an art form, right? I, I believe that. There are so many things that this is such a weird culture we're a part of. You know, the strange thing, like you you talk about, you know, you can play basketball, but you feel that people don't always understand that you're also a musician. You can do both, right? Yeah, right? It's crazy to think that, that yeah. we have to stay inside one lane, right? Like, yeah. I guarantee you, a lot of people knew uh, as a younger child that I was talkative. <laughs> I have the gift of the gab and, <laughs> you know, I'm a sports guy, but I've been through a lot of little interesting situations in my life. And my end goal is always to motivate. It's been years that keeps coming back to me and keeps telling me, you know, you need to try and do this and try and do this and try and motivate some people. That's why I got into coaching. And that's why I'm, that's why we have this podcast. It's about promoting positivity of people that are doing great work, regardless of what lane you're in. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe we don't need those lanes to begin with. No, we That's, don't need them. <laughs> like, I think, I think to really be healthy, to really have an opportunity to understand who we are and to live as freely as we possibly can, we need to explore all these other aspects of our life. Yeah, you might not do it professionally. You might not decide to become a painter or a, like a, a wood carver, a sculptor, a landscape artist. You know, these may not be the things you want to do for your day-to-day -day job, but why not enjoy and learn from those creative processes, learn about yourself, learn about how other people do them, right? Yeah. I also don't think that anyone or not anyone, I think a majority of our society does not know exactly what art means. You know, we had a conversation with Kyle Sleeman. He is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, MMA fighter kind of style. And he's told me many times that he feels that, you know, he's dedicated to his craft. Yeah. Right? I don't care how which way you want to word it. That's an art form. He's dedicated to his art form. And that's what he finds, you know, he wants to get better at. He wants to expand himself. He wants to grow as a human, right? Well, of course, because, and, you know, we're leaning into the area of martial arts. There's a reason why it's called art. Exactly, and exactly. we learn, like, we look to other cultures and see how they integrate. When you watch, like, someone like, like Jackie Chan in a movie, for example, he was trained in theater as well as martial arts. The physicality, mm -hmm. everything that he does blends and merges and can be present in so many other things in his life. It's not just one path. And I think when we limit ourselves to thinking that we're only supposed to do one thing or be one thing. There's only one way of being a human in this world. We cut ourselves off from so much possibility and so much potential. I want to see the basketball players who are also painting. I want to hear about the martial artists who are also plumbers. I want to know about uh, the actors who are dentists. Right. We are capable of so much more than we, we allow ourselves to dream of. And... And, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that is. And not everyone has the privilege of being able to indulge in certain things, you know, right, survival. Yep. You know, sometimes it's just about getting by. But if you can give yourself even just a minute every day, a few minutes every day to just ask yourself.
you know, what story do I want to tell today? It's an amazing feeling to be able to find something that you absolutely love and express it without judgment. You know, I grew up as a kid, you know, humble, humble beginnings. My mom did everything she could for us. And, and I found everything in basketball. I just absolutely loved it. I would shoot hoops till I had to go in, right? I just loved it. And once you find that release, it becomes an art form to you because it's something that you are dedicating to your craft. You're really trying to figure out how to be the best at it, right? Yeah. What did you love about basketball? What was it? I love sportsmanship. I love being around everyone. I love the ability to express myself and try and get to a level that I feel is so high. The level is just endless that I can get to. And once I started to realize that skill set maybe didn't allow for me to reach that level, I then started mentoring and coaching and realizing that I could influence others to get to that level and be able to see them grow and be able to understand that it continues on because that person might do the exact same thing, right? You know, I didn't figure that out at a young age, but it comes to evolution, right? I built that over time and it started, that's how I felt, you know, playing basketball in high school and then, you know, going to college and, you know, how I feel about it. And just to this day, I still, I still shoot hoops in, (laughs) in my house. You know what I mean? I love playing and I can't get away from it. It's just one of those things. It's my passion. You told me at one point in time that prior to the pandemic, your studio had over 12,000 visits a year across the Durham region like roughly about 30, 40 people a day. I'm interested to see what types of people come into the studio artistically. Are we talking about specifically like drawers, painters, musicians, or what type of walks of life, I guess, is what, what I'm after? Well, we believe that everyone is an artist. So that's that's where that lies, right? Everyone, right. we're all creative. We all, you know, once we begin to tap into that creative energy, we learn how to transform one thing into another, whether it's an idea into an action or you know, there's just so many ways that we create. So I I can confidently say that we have every single kind of person (laughs) coming to the studio, like who came to the studio in person when we were open. And now uh, just every type of person imaginable that comes to the online programming as well, because you know, there are some professional artists. Sure, there are people who like to pursue it, who want to do it for a living, who are doing their best to make a living at it. Because in Canada, it's super hard sure. to make a living at being an artist. I imagine it's similar to being, you know, a basketball player in that, right? You know, yeah. there's only a small, small percentage of people who make it. However, a lot of the folks who come are people who maybe have never made art before, people who want to learn how to make art, maybe people who do it as a as a way of relaxing or self-care, helping themselves with their mental health. You know, maybe people who are looking to connect with other people who are also creative uh, to learn about what they do, to learn about how other people tell their stories. Because in the end, that's all art is. It's a way of telling stories. It's a way of communicating. And it's an amazing way to express your feelings, right? I really want to get this concept across to our listeners so that they can understand that you are trying to really have no cost when you're allowing people to come in right off the street and take part in some of these programs. Am I right there? Absolutely. Like, And that's one of the things we miss. And we're hoping, we did recently receive a grant from the Ontario Trillium Foundation that is allowing us to expand our online programming, but also, and this is important right now, I think, during the pandemic, um, it's going to help us create a mobile art studio. So imagine a food truck, but instead of selling tacos, we're sharing art experiences for That's free. That's pretty or, awesome. Yeah, or workshop kits, that kind of thing. And 
It's so important that we get back out there into the community in some kind of way, because like I was saying, there were some folks who used to come to the studio who they were maybe street involved, or maybe they were, you know, at the shelter. Maybe there are a lot of folks who learn how to survive and they don't always have opportunities to be seen and heard. I think all of us can relate to that in some level or another, right? There's always a part of us that's marginalized. But for the folks who are most marginalized out there, who are suffering or, you know, feel lost and invisible, I think art and all the arts, we're talking about all the arts here, not just visual art or, you know, fancy pants, Eurocentric art that hangs in a museum. Like I've seen enough paintings of old white guys on horses for a lifetime, (laughs) right? Yep. I'm interested in the new stories, the stories that maybe haven't been told yet. And we're really excited. You know, hopefully we can get back out there soon so we can reconnect with those people and and do whatever we can to help those people, you know, tell their story. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's probably a good amount of your patrons that come into your studio are also looking for conversation. You know, I had the ladies from Duel, I'm not sure if you know what Duel is, but it's a kind of the same concept as what you have, but uh, down the road south from you, down by, you know, kind of where the old KFC used to be in the TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, Melissa and Andrea, they have a, a storefront for the needy that can come in and get warm meals. And we had them on the show and, and we talked about majority of those individuals, although, yes, obviously they need nutrition are coming for conversation. And, you know, having the ability to talk to another human. And I imagine that some of those individuals that are coming to your studio are probably going for the same reasons, right? Oh, yeah. I would say everyone. I mean, aren't we all that way? Don't we all just want to connect and feel like, feel valuable, to feel like we're interesting, to feel, yeah, a a part of something larger than ourselves? Um, So I, I, it's not, you know... that's not exclusive to folks who are sleeping rough or, you know, people who are experiencing homelessness or, you know, any kind of those injustices that poverty imposes upon the most, the most voiceless. It's something that all humans long for to feel worthy of connection. And we are, we absolutely are. That's what I need everyone. I, if I had a magic wand, I think that would be the thing. I would kind of bop people on the head and say, you are worthy. Your story matters. What you have to say is important. Don't let anyone ever convince you otherwise. I think it's really great that, you know, we have organizations like yours, like Duel, like you know, when I was a kid, Simcoe Hall Settlement House, where you could go and, mm-hmm. and talk to people and get to know people and and really just engage. And it doesn't necessarily, you're right, it doesn't necessarily just have to be those that are the needy. It can be anyone. It can be, you know, you, me, we're having a conversation right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's about that interaction and, and making sure you learn so much from having a conversation with another person too. And a, a conversation is creative. Right. I think when we, when you, you know, just think of the times where you felt most isolated or, you know, perhaps you haven't been in contact with people in a long time. It's, it's hard to engage again. We kind of have to train ourselves how to be social in that way. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage just to make ourselves heard or like to even speak sometimes. Right. So it is a creative endeavor, learning how to, you know, tell our stories, but also, you know, watching people to see how they're absorbing our story. And humaning is complex. I call it the art of humaning. And (laughs) talking to another human being is exactly, it's a huge part of that. How do we spend time with one another? How do we share space? How do we, how do we 
listen to one another, right? Right. Um, these are all things I think we have to learn at one point or another in our lives. And practice, practice, practice. It's important to practice these art forms. I want to share this story because you lead right to a point that I wanted to bring up, which is that, yeah, you're being creative when you have a conversation or you're speaking. It's improvisation. Three, exactly. Yeah. And about three years ago, I had a panic attack in front of about 300 people. And wow. it was... Um, kind of obviously it was stressful but it was a, a wake-up call for myself i started getting myself into toastmasters i started learning the art form of public speaking and really mm. being able to convey my message but also listening to criticism from people that are like-minded like myself that care about me and want me to grow right yeah and it's totally true what you just said is that you have to learn you know kind of how to navigate and you have to put yourself in, in an element where you're going to learn to put yourself in front of judgment, but I feel that your community art studio has, you know, done so good to not judge people that they can just come in and they have the ability to express themselves. And this mm -hmm. is exactly what I got from the website, but mm -hmm. I'm really interested in the location. I find that over time, now I grew up in this area that over time, this, this location has some interesting events that happen in it. And I'm wondering yeah. if you can tell us your story about how you chose that spot. Oh, how could I not choose that spot? It was when we first realized that, you know, we were going to do this. I'd I'd fallen in love with the Art Hive movement. And anyone out there who is interested, you can, there's a site. It's kind of like an umbrella organization, not a club or a franchise, but just a resource for people out there called www.arthives.org. Okay. Visit arthives.org. There's so much out there for folks who are interested in doing something similar. You can dream big, but start small. And as soon as I realized that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I wanted to be a part of, I just started walking around the neighborhood to see what was there. I realized that I actually, as much as I loved the idea of community, I didn't actually spend a lot of time in community. I knew right. my street and I knew the places where I shopped, but outside of that, I, I wasn't that familiar with my neighborhood. So I kind of just forced myself to get out there and go walking and, Whenever I met someone, I would talk to them and I would uh, talk to them about, you know, what they thought about the neighborhood and, you know, what they thought about Oshawa. And from just walking out there and meeting people and getting to know the neighborhood, the community that I lived in, I was also able to recognize certain spots that I thought might be good for an art hive. And that place at 149 was was great. It's, you know, I, I love the fact that it was beside the shelter, beside Cornerstone uh, at that time, and it still is. It was across the store from a record shop, um, like the Miranda's Roti that was right beside it, of course. Yeah. Oh, how I miss Miranda's. Oh, I I'll tell you, that used to be much. my newspaper route as a little, oh. little guy. I used to deliver it to the, the auto body shop that was right there. And then the furniture store, the record shop, you know, yeah. list goes on. And then I come to the other side and, and your location that you're at used yeah. to be, uh, used to be a, I guess, a computer store, IT ah. store, if you will, or something like that along those lines. So I used to know that area really well. I, I grew up just down the road from it and you are right. It is that I find sometimes can be a center of the city. Although we so easily pretend like, you know, the North end is kind of the busiest area. There's mm -hmm. a lot of heart, a lot of history in that area of where you are. Right. Oh with my goodness. Park, when... With the park and, you know, the, even the YWCA, everything that's in that area. Right. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I lived in Toronto for a long time as an actor. That was the place you were supposed to be. And 
like there was a period where my partner and I were like, no, it's time to move. You know, the prices in Toronto were so high. And so we thought, okay, well, where are we going to go? And we both had family out here, but I'd also done theater out here with a, a fantastic touring Shakespeare company called Driftwood, Driftwood Theater Company. And I remember the first time we ever did a show in Oshawa, just there was this feeling of I can't call it warmth because you know what? People have attitude here. I think that's one of the things I love about Oshawa. <laughs> yeah. There's there's an honesty about how people move through their day. There's a real feeling of, you know, possibility here. Things are still in transition. Yeah, it may not be perfect. It may not be polished. There might be empty storefronts, but there are people hustling. There are people trying to do interesting things here. And that was so exciting to me. So that's what made us move here. And I remember when we moved here, our neighbors at the time, our new neighbors actually said, you chose to move here? Like you chose Oshawa? Right. <laughs> and I live downtown. I love it. I love being in this area. And it was the same for the storefront space. I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I could see people and people could, you know, make us a part of their daily routine. Well, um, and it, it's that classic, you know, judge a book by its cover, right? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you a story. I used to work for... Uh, UOIT at the Regent Theater campus. So oh, wow. I spent a lot of time in that building. And a part of my job was to work with some of my colleagues, obviously promoting events. So concerts or the Philharmonic or any, anything along those lines, but mm -hmm. also just the aesthetics, the, the artistic ability in the building to restore that and understand that the culture that's in that building, right? Yeah. A lot of people give Oshawa bad rap for the dirty schwa. I don't even know, actually know where that comes from, but Warren and I had this conversation about South Oshawa and like, where do you find an element where there's a community center that's right down by the water that has a, a high school, has an elementary school. You know what I mean? Like there's so yeah. many great places in this community for sure. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, there are parts of Oshawa that need a little TLC and it is gentrifying. And I know like, like come back to 149 Sims, like Simcoe Street in 10 years, that that area, that neighborhood's going to look different. Very um, much so. Things are changing and that's okay. That's what's supposed to happen. I hope that Oshawa doesn't lose that, that spirit, that sense of, I don't know. I don't want to call it, maybe it is entrepreneurship. I don't know. There's something there. We're seeking, we're trying. Right. You know? I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know, once we kind of expand our boundaries, which is happening in Oshawa, I think right mm -hmm. now, uh, it, we're expanding our boundaries, then we are going to come back into the central area and start building within. And I think once we get through that process of, of expansion, and we start to build the community, I think we're going to start to see that they're going, we're going to want love back in our community, build kind of like a, you know, a beaches feel in Toronto, or you know what I mean, those types of fields where we promote the things that we have inside, but we can't forget about it for sure. Oh no, we need kindness. I think without you, nothing can be built without kindness. Anything that's built without kindness will fail. Anything yep. that's built without considering the people who live here, the people who love here, the people who study and work and play here, and you know, it, it will fail. It needs to. It needs to involve the heart because otherwise it's just a sham. And I, we have a great downtown. We have a great waterfront. We have so much going for, for Oshawa, the things that other cities don't have other like cities in Durham region even don't have. Right. I think it's important to treasure those things. Well, I think the work that you're doing, offering someone a creative outlet to find their artistic ability is amazing for sure. I'm definitely interested and if you had someone come into your facility and was nervous about taking part, 
in any art, whatever it may be, maybe it's music, maybe it's, you know, drawing, what would you say to try and motivate them, help them understand that this is an, an option for you to express yourself? Mm, the talk back to that inner critic. Yeah. yeah. Usually that has to do with how we compare ourselves to others or comparing ourselves to other artists that we enjoy. Um, I don't know how to play the guitar, but you know, I'm not going to expect the first time I pick up a guitar to be, you know, right. you know, it's it's just there's a process. And you know what? Technique can be developed anywhere along the way. What makes people an artist isn't technique. It's their unique experiences, how they see and experience the world, the stories that they and only they can tell. So what I what would I say to someone who wanted to give art a try but maybe was a little nervous? Stop thinking about the product and enjoy the process. Try making some ugly art. Really put your heart into it. Try creating just for the joy of creating, whatever kind of thing it is you want to create, and see where it takes you. Um, product, that's, you know, whatever. Forget about that. Immerse yourself in the process, even if it's only for a few minutes a day, and see where it takes you. We at Self Care You strongly feel about promoting positivity. But at the same time, we like to take advantage of opportunities. And I sometimes like to let people know, do you know how many opportunities you've missed because you're worried about failing? Yeah. Because you're yeah. worried about the judgment that someone's going to say to you because they don't understand your, your painting. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Your self-worth doesn't determine who, how other people feel you are, you know, how other people judge you. It's about yourself and how you feel and how you want to be creative. So I think the work you do, and I really love it. I regret that I haven't got in there before the pandemic, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, but it's definitely something that when we open up the doors, I'm, I'm getting there as soon as I can. And when you open up and I'm really interested, Mary, about what the future holds for the living room community art studio. Well, we'll bring the mobile art studio to you and your community. And hey, right. you can always you can always part, like you know join us online one day, make something with us online, right? I think I'm gonna. So <laughs> that kind of leads us to how can everyone get a hold of your information and and really just be involved. Like myself, I'm gonna tune in. So maybe you could kind of give me a a business card of how I can get all that information. Wow. Well, you know, people can always email me. I'm at, you can find me at uh, info at livingroomcommunityartstudio.org. I know it's a long email address, folks. I know it. But I promise once you get in contact with me, it's all good. It may take a few days to get back to you, but we do our best. And the other way, really, the simplest thing is if folks feel comfortable going on Facebook, find our Facebook page at the Living Room Community Art Studio. We have our schedule posted up there. You, you can subscribe for events and we'll notify you every time a new event comes up every week. And uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter. We send it out every other month now to keep, you know, keep folks in the loop about what's happening and what's coming up. Mary, listen, I got to thank you because I live in the community with my wife. Uh, I grew up in that community and there's people like you that I'm so glad are taking the opportunity to promote positivity. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in, in my community. I really appreciate it. Well, Scott, thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Awesome. Have yourself a great day. You too. Bye now. I want to thank Mary for sharing her story with us about the Living Room Community Arts Studio and what downtown Oshawa has to offer our community. If you know somebody who's doing some amazing things in our community, feel free to reach out to us at selfcareyou underscore level up on Instagram or selfcareyoupodcast at gmail.com. 
This is Self Care U, and we definitely leveled up today with Mary Cronert and the Living Room Community Art Studio.